1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnell. Well, full crew in once again after the post-holiday for Rewind. We're going to be talking a whole lot about the second season of baseball and softball coming up shortly. But uh, i got to tell you guys, my favorite sport this weekend was watching the total freakout on Twitter over USC and UCLA joining the Big, Tw- Big Ten. And now what's going to happen with the Big 12 and the Pac-12? I kept reading online that, oh, no, the Pac-12 is going to absorb four teams from the Big 12, and the Big 12 is going to take four teams. They're meeting today with those four teams, Colorado, Utah, and the Arizona schools, about uh, expanding the Big 12. You know what? I, I'm just, I have no idea what's going to happen, and nobody knows. I honestly, I don't think either one of them survive. Um, everything that I read and everything that I heard over the well, weekend. Well, there's got to be one conference that comes out of that. Uh, well, no. Uh, everything that I understand anyway that I read and, and I listened to on, on Sports Talk this weekend was is that uh, um, as soon as Notre Dame makes a decision mm-hmm. um, and they're going to either go to the SEC or the Big Ten, uh, you're going to see both of those leagues go to 20 or maybe to 24 teams and they will swallow up everybody and then Honold, you said you heard um, Kirk Herbstreet was talking that within the next few years, what you'll end up having is uh, two conferences. Each one will split into four divisions, um, and those those 28 teams are going to break away from the, everybody else, and they'll form their own league. And then uh, everybody that doesn't make that in there will be in a league of their own between you know the UNI and and the majors. And stuff, and they'll have their own championship game, but probably not many people will pay attention because it's going to be the 48 major schools mm-hmm. off by themselves. Yeah, what they were talking about was that uh, after this current college football uh, contract is up, which is a year or two, that basically you're going to have a, a group break away from the NCAA altogether in all sports. They're just going to basically leave the NCAA have their own league of all their sports. And Saturday was going to end up being mostly, mostly Sunday-type football, be like an NFL. They'd even have a CBA and pay the players so much per year. And um, so you get so much as a freshman through senior and and go from there. But, uh, yeah, it, it sound, he's, he sounded pretty confident. It's going to be the SEC and the Big Ten um, surviving, and everybody else is kind of having their own little deal, probably still with the NCAA. And how many years, I mean, I think, were they looking at something like that? Within the next couple of years. Within the next few years. So it all depends. Yeah. Notre Dame, it's kind of interesting. But in, in, in the meantime, I guess the USC-UCLA doesn't join the Pac-10 or the Big Ten until, what, 2025? 2024 is when, they're, is okay. when they'll leave, yeah. So and Oklahoma have, and Texas are bolting for the SEC here. In 2025, if not before then, yes. Yeah, as soon as they pay off the, the rest of the teams in the Big 12, if they even have to at that point. Right, yeah. So, yeah, I, I hear the teams, uh, like I said, the, the Big 12 is meeting with the Arizona schools, Colorado, Utah today. Uh, who knows what's going to come out of those the, kind of talks? The Colorado Twitter account tweeted at the Big Ten and said, hey, what about us and Stanford uh, right after USC and UCLA? So they might be meeting with the Big 12, but if the Big Ten comes knocking on their door, mm-hmm. they're not going to the Big 12. Well, and yeah, I love the Big 12, but I just I don't see that conference surviving. So what do you, what do you guys think? Tunnel, we'll start with you. What do you, what do you see as this? Is this good for college football? Is it bad? What do you think? I, I don't know. You know, I like the old style, but it's not going to survive. I mean, the money's talking right now. And listening to them over the weekend, the Notre Dame thing isn't about money. You know, they're they're one of the few schools that it's it's more about them being having access to the playoffs. 
Um, will, will joining the league get them better access? I think they learned a little bit with the ACC. I, you know what? I, I, good, bad, I, this is the direction we're going to go, um, you know, with the NIL and everything else. The one thing I did like when I, when I heard about it is that when they break away, those two leagues will start their own. They will actually be able to police the NIL, uh, NIL and the transfer portals and recruiting. They actually can put rules together as a group that can make some bite into it. So maybe we come out better for a few schools on the backside of this thing, but it's not going to be the same. Uh, the Bulls are gone now. Now, what, what do you think about Iowa State? I mean, what happens to a team like an Iowa State or a Kansas State or even a Kansas? Honestly, they got a great basketball program, and nobody wants them football-wise. I, I think they'll have to find somewhere, uh, probably the Big Ten, because of basketball. Certainly not because of football, but because of basketball. I, I don't think there's any way the Big Ten wants them. No, no. I, yeah, but they'd have to take them because of basketball. That, that'd be the only reason. Uh, you can't let one of the premier programs in basketball not end up being one of the 48 schools. Uh, um, I would say the other thing with with Jeff, you mentioned that it's not a, a money deal with Notre Dame. I read an article yesterday. It's like money is going to play a factor for Notre Dame. Their contract with NBC is worth $15 million. Uh, you go into the Big Ten right now, each school they say once USC and UCLA get in there is going to be guaranteed $100 million. Uh, you know, $15 million compared to $100 million. If Notre Dame don't get into the SEC or the Big Ten, they financially are not going to be able to continue to compete um, with those schools that are. I mean, they were talking uh, the other day that uh, um, you go onto the campuses of Indiana and Purdue right now, and they have better facilities than what UCLA and USC does because of the amount of money that the media rights is pouring into each one of the schools in the Big Ten. And and not saying that this, that's not right, but if you look at the history of college football, one of the elite programs in the history of college football is USC. Indiana has been pretty much mediocre to awful most of their career, and they have better facilities. I, I can't imagine any team that can get into the Big Ten or to the SEC right now to start swallowing up that money so that they can compete isn't going to jump into one of those two conferences. Uh, agreed. Even Northwestern, they said. Uh, you know, that was her street. said, you walk on to Northwestern, and it's no comparison how much better they are than USC and UCLA. So, And I think, John, you were talking about the conferences of uh, in the short term, I think it's whoever has the best money deal. And it sounded like if nobody else leaves the Pac-12, they actually have a better deal than uh, the Big 12 has, and, and everybody's squawking about how bad the Big 12 deal is. So uh, I think it's just a matter of who's got the best TV rights is, is going to survive here short term. Yeah, the Big 12 has always had terrible, terrible yeah. TV rights. They, they've been just shortchanged every step of the way, and that's a lot of their own faults. But so you see, like, a division, look, you're going to have the Big Ten, you're going to have the SEC. Are you going to have that second-tier division? All the rest of the schools are going to be fighting for a championship in that division? That's kind of what I gathered is going to happen. Because right now big... you've got the FBS and the FCS. Right. You'll have a division that will form in between those with all of the teams that are currently D1 right now um, that will be left over that don't get into the Big Ten or Big 12 um, or excuse me SEC so that's that's kind of what I'm understanding Jeff isn't that kind of what you've gathered from what now we're not experts you know we're going off of what we've been hearing over the weekend but that's what I understand is is I'm thinking you know probably 24 teams in the SEC 24 teams in the Big Ten they break away and then the leftovers are in between the FBS and the FCS and I think they stay with the NCAA I think that's how the NCAA survives is they keep so they'll have their Division One group and and keep all the other divisions, but this will be a separate uh, a separate entity altogether with the other two, with the SEC and the Big Ten. They'll separate away, and 
states can become their own governing body. Yeah, and what happens to, a, like I said, a school like Iowa State? you got a great coach, Matt Campbell. Is he going to want to stay in that division? He's going to want to be in the, in, you know, a chance to battle for the big championship. I, I would guess they're going to have to make a push for the Big Ten, um, you know, and, and see if they can get in there. Yeah, well, the only I mean, I'm not sure that they probably with Iowa right there and everybody else. You know, how, how much how many are you, how much money is going to be able to be divided up right that if you have 24 schools and all that? I mean, that's a huge chunk of change to let a school that hasn't come nowhere close to making that much right. let them in, and all of a sudden they're they're bumped up to that level. I think it's going to come down to whether or not the TVs, you know, and I still wonder when when do the TV stations and TV networks start to run out of yeah, the so ability to throw over a billion dollars at, you know, at, at these different sports and everything. Because one of these days, you've got to reach a peak, don't you, where you saturate with too much money and, and then they can't continue to, to bring in that kind of revenue? That, that seems to make sense to me. I mean, you only have a finite amount of resources to be able yeah. to dole out. Uh, but I tell you, well, I guess networks. As, as long as we're all willing to pay more and more and more for our for our products, I've always said this about the Super Bowl. People talk about, oh, isn't it so cool that you know it costs ten million to run a thirty second ad? And I'm like, you know who's paying for that? <laughs> yeah. it's it's us. It's us, the consumers. They they increase the cost, and we end up paying for that. So uh, we're going to wrap up this conversation real quick. Uh, we'll go around the table here. Are you going to be as big a college football fan if all that goes down? I will always love Nebraska football, so I will always be a college football fan. I will admit right now, even with the addition of USC and UCLA, I sit here and I go, I'm not one of those guys, oh, it's got to be the way it was in the 80s because when I grew up, it was the greatest. I hate that. I hate it with a passion. But I sit here and I say, God, it just seems weird to me to have Rutgers and USC yeah. in the same conference. They, have, they, don't, they don't deserve to be they anywhere they, near no, each they other. They shouldn't be, so. no. Jeff Honnold, what do you think? You know, yeah, I'm going to be a college football. It's a to me, it's still a pure game. Um, you know, they're still trying to get somewhere. Uh, it's kind of like minor league baseball. I like it. It's clean. It's it's about the game more than it is about pure individual all the time. Uh, I know there are some of the others, but I, I do like the game. Uh, I, I think Jeff, one of the things you're going to see is they're going to be pay per view. I mean, we're probably going to be buying an NFL pack or an NCA package or what have you. So. Um, the money's going to be there. You're seeing it with Amazon and the rest of them. They, they think they can get us to pay to play, and, and uh, so far we said we would. See, I'm kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm not going to be as big a college football fan as I probably have in the past. I will have the teams that I watch specifically. Yep. I do like to watch Iowa State, and I like to watch the University of South Dakota, and I, I pay for that on ESPN. I'm more than happy it's 5 6 bucks a month, whatever. I get the games. Uh, but, yeah, the rest of the college football can – just you know, get lost as far as I'm concerned, and all that <laughs> stuff. Because I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I just don't appreciate it. Like when it's corrupted with all of that money. Yeah, money, money is not always good, and that's definitely what is driving all of these changes. Yeah, and again, uh, hopefully attendance stays where it's at for these schools. Because if it doesn't, well, it's going to be all just TV money, uh-huh. and and that's really going to drive the game down. And Iowa State's poured a lot of money into their program mm-hmm. here in the last few years, and what a ten million dollar you know bridge. bridge and stuff, and just all of a sudden. Over the highway there, yeah. yeah. And if all of a sudden they don't end up getting into one of the two major conferences and stuff, it uh, 
you got to wonder what's going to happen to programs like that. The race is on, yes. in other words, from there. So we better drop that and probably talk about other things, you know. I <laughs> uh, do want to mention one thing. Of course, this is KCIM Sports Rewind. It's brought to you by St. Anthony Sports Performance Program. If you're an athlete who demands power, strength, you can benefit from their eight-week workout program. These guys are great. They'll get the most out of you. It's 794-5241. Be your best preseason, in-season, or off-season. Carol Merchants, uh, Jeff, let's quick talk about that. They've got a baseball camp coming up, by the way. It's Wednesday night for the kids, and that is 5 to 7 o'clock at Merchants Park. Any boys or girls age 5 to 14, bring your own equipment out. But this is a free baseball clinic that the Carroll Merchants are going to be hosting. Split yesterday, correct? And, Jeff, you were calling the first game? Yeah, Split played really well in game number one. Uh, uh, Morgan Smith went out and threw an outstanding game for them. They got the offense going early with three hits in the first inning, scored a couple of runs, and then scored a run in the third, fourth, and fifth, and then added two more in the sixth to, to, to you know pick up the win. Jeff, you had the second game yesterday and, and had a lead early but gave up what was it I think five or six runs over the last two innings to end up losing eight six well they, they fell behind early they were behind two nothing going to the bottom of the first and tied it up and then gave up another run in the third or in the second uh we're down three two and tied that back up and and got a couple walk-in RBIs uh we got to talk about Parker Ingram boy he he smashed one out of the deepest part of the park uh no wind aided he he really got one got the solo home run um, in the first inning, and then uh, hit a hit one off the wall in uh, right center for a double to get that other RBI in. So he was he was hot yesterday, and and, and Zach Riddle pitched well, um, but got himself into a little bit of trouble there. I believe it was about the uh, sixth inning. The, the Merchants had a had a three run lead going into that, and uh, I got the guys on base, and and they switched pitchers to, to Mr. Weil, and he gave a three run home run to tie it up, and. That just kind of broke the momentum. They really couldn't get anything going after that. But I thought the guys played well. They just they just couldn't quite uh, get over the hump in that second game. And that that keeps the peak right in the hunt for that third spot. Uh, the top three teams, uh, Jeff was saying yesterday, in each division uh, make it into the playoffs. It'll be a one-game playoff uh, between the uh, second and third-place teams in each division uh, in the opening round. But uh, if the Merchants would have swept yesterday, they'd have had about a three-game lead um, and stuff with about uh, 13, 14 games left to play. Um, so you had to felt pretty good about where they were sitting. But uh, now that lead stays at around a half a game or so. Um, so Jeff, they're still kind of they're still having to push things just to be able to get into the playoffs. Well, and they got two home games against Clarenda, one game home game against St. Joe. So uh, that doesn't count the road games. So you know it's it's not going to be easy. You know they, they're going to have the top of the division to end the end the season. They do have Chillicothe coming to town uh, on Friday, so hopefully they can get a win there. But uh, you know that's that's the thing is it's 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 at the point where you're counting every every win, every loss, and. That was a tough one. They, they really, I, I thought with that three-run lead, they, they looked comfortable coming in. Um, really didn't pitch too bad. Zach had a little bit of trouble with his command. Not not bad, but he was throwing more pitches than anybody would have liked. And, uh, boy, that three-run hit, they, he just about cleared the scoreboard, uh, tying it up. Just kind of took the momentum out. And, and you could see that uh, both teams, when they came off the field yesterday, were, were completely wiped out. Uh, when we lost that wind in that second game, uh, it really heated that place up. 
Yeah, I tell you what, it's going to be exciting. The last couple of weeks of the season, again, as you uh, take a look at the standings, uh, St. Joe's in first place, 21-8 and eight in the north. Clorinda's 19-8 right behind them. Then you got the Carroll Merchants in third place. But, I mean, this is about as good. I mean, you wanted to be in the hunt for your first team in the first year in the league, and that's exactly where the Merchants find themselves. Yeah, and if you look, I mean, the class of the field right now are, are St. Joe and Clorinda. I mean, they've, they've handled everybody in the entire league, and, and uh, it's going to be a battle down there. And a one-game playoff, you know what? Who knows? Way Smith pitched last night. You know, I'd give any, give the merchant a chance at anybody, but you got to get yourself in there, and, and it's going to be tough uh, going down the road. But another great crowd, 570 yesterday uh, for the doubleheader on, on a really hot holiday. Um, so crowds have been good. Crowds have been rowdy, been fun. Uh, just just got to keep, uh, keep winning and see if we can get through there. Yeah, I tell you what, turnout has not been a problem for the Carroll uh, Merchants or so far. They've had great attendance. Jeff, we're gonna we're gonna head out. We're gonna talk about the local playoff games. But again, uh, you're coming up. You got the game Friday night. Is that correct? No, Tom Hallcap will do the game. It'll be on. It'll be on Facebook Live. We pulled him out of retirement, so uh, Tom will do that. And I do have a couple complaints. I'm sitting here listening to thunder, and you didn't warn me about that, so I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> There's a 10 percent chance of showers after five o'clock. So uh, you tell me. Well. There's, there's one north of me. I can see them. But I'm, and then uh, I got that earworm about you being in a bikini. is really bugging me today. I yeah. can't get that out of my head. No. It, it is bikini day. Just just imagine Blankman and I sitting here broadcasting in bikinis. All right? No, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to forget it. I don't know if I'll be able to <laughs> right now. It's kind of hurting my head. See? See? I told you that would be in your head for the rest of the day, right? I'm not even wanting to be in here right now, Honald. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, take it easy, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, Jeff Honnold once again joining us here on the phone from uh, down around the Coon Rapids. So, yeah, yep. they were getting some showers down there earlier. They got games coming up tonight, though. They do, absolutely. Coon Rapids Baird hosting Stanton tonight. Nick Brinks will have that game for us here on Kick 106.7 to 7 o'clock, the start time tonight. So hopefully we don't have to move games ahead. Hopefully we don't have to move games to different nights. Uh, the thing that scares me a little bit is, is that you look at the weather forecast uh, and a pretty good chance of thunderstorms pretty much all the way through Thursday mm -hmm. of this week. And this is kind of the heaviest week of, of the high school playoffs. So. Yeah, this is the, the the really the heart of the playoffs. You can't afford to be bumping things too back too far because then you're running into the other matchups. Yeah, all that. So, yeah. So we'll, we're gonna, we'll we're see gonna, how it plays out. Yep, we'll be talking about that coming up next on KCIM Sports Rewind. Do want to remind you if you got a project going on around the house, the place you turn to for expert advice and all the equipment and supplies that you need is Carroll Lumber. Why? Because they got four locations around the area. If they don't have it at one store, I guarantee you they probably have it at another store. I mean, we're talking everything from new decks or refurbishing the old ones. You're talking about uh, new cabinets, painting the house, new windows, new tile, floor to ceiling. They can help you out inside, outside your home. The pros know how to get it done. With Carroll Lumber, with locations in Wall Lake, Lakeview, Odebolt, and Carroll. As the athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. 1380 AM, 95.1 FM, KCIM. It's Sports Rewind. Sports Director Jeff Blankman hanging out with us here. We're talking local baseball, softball, playoffs. You guys got into this last Friday, and, man, it was like go, 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 and then all of a sudden break. 
Now you're back to the go, go, go time. Yeah, busy uh, Friday and, and Saturday for all of us uh, with uh, three games uh, each of those nights and, and uh, actually five games on Saturday night because of the doubleheaders and we had four games on uh, Friday night because Tyler had a doubleheader that night. Uh, and now all of a sudden, uh, you know, we, we get a couple of days off because of the holidays and mm-hmm. then uh, three games today, three games tomorrow, a single game on Thursday and then we have uh, three games again Friday probably and three games again on Saturday. Now, the, the, the Friday and Saturday, we have to have teams advanced to be able to get those games, but when you look at the schedule, more than likely, I think we're going to have three games on Friday and three games on Saturday well, at let's, least. Let's start Friday then. Let's talk about the winners and those teams moving on. Okay. Uh, well, let's start today uh, and stuff that will make it a little bit easier, um, uh, and then we'll bump into, it'll go to, from uh, today until Saturday. So today we've got Coon Rapids-Baird hosting Stanton. Uh, Crusaders definitely the favorite to come out of that one, but but they're certainly going to have to play well to pick up the win. Stanton's going to have some of their better pitching uh, available for their game coming up tonight, uh, and Kuhn will have as well. Um, and a win, uh, and the Crusaders advance over to Tri Center coming up on Saturday. And, and Tri Center's been struggling of late. Uh, I think they've lost five of their last six games, but they're the number one seed in that district. Uh, they were ranked for a while, kind of like Coon Rapids Baird has been, um, 17 and five. I went down and did the Kemper Tri-Center game, and, and the one thing that Tri-Center is going to do is they're going to hit the ball really, really well. Uh, yeah, they, you mentioned that last yeah. time. They, are, they swing. They swing, they, and, and their porches are a little short. Um, it's like 290 or something mm-hmm. like that. So um, they're swinging to drive in runs, and they're swinging to hit home runs, and, 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 they, and they do that. They've got a lot of guys uh, that have hit quite a few home runs on the year. So, uh, you know, that that's going to be an interesting matchup if Kuhn advances into that game on Saturday night, which they should. More than likely they get Tri-Center. Tri-Center those kind of get by Xyra Oker and Kimbledon tonight and then the winners will meet up in Tri-Center coming up on Saturday. I Cam Manning's in action tonight. I head up to Kingsley. Um, Kingsley Pearson for that game tonight. That's in District 16. Um, that'll be on KKRL pregame again about 6.50 with first pitch at 7 o'clock tonight. Um, that's going to be a tough one for the Wolves. Uh, Kingsley Pearson comes in the number one seed in District 16 at 23-4 and four on the season. They had a buy in the opening round so They'll be able to throw their ace tonight if they want to. Uh, the bottom half of that back bracket, interesting matchup. Woodbury Central's really good at 18 and five and kind of hanging around the rankings most of the year. They're going to take on a new Alfonda team that uh, did knock off Coonerabbets Bayard earlier this year, but they're sitting a game below 500. So that one could be an interesting matchup. The winners there uh, will play at Kingsley coming up uh, on Saturday night. South Central Calhoun got a nice upset win over Manson Northwest Webster 9-7 to on Saturday night. Uh, they advance in now to take on a team they're very familiar with out of their own conference, uh, Pocahontas area. Uh, the Indians come in at 16-8. and uh, South Central Calhoun right now at 8-12 and on the season. The winners there uh, will play the winner of the Sioux Central against Southeast Valley game, uh, and that will be up on Pokey uh, again coming up Saturday night. Kemper got to buy in the opening round. They get West Monona, who beat Ridge View on Saturday night, two to nothing. Uh, West Monona coming in now seven and twelve on the season. Knights uh, will be able to throw who they want to tonight. That game's up in Cherokee. It's the first game of a, a doubleheader up there tonight. Um, so we'll have Tyler Bruner up there bringing everybody to broadcast here on KCI and pregame around four fifty with first pitch at five o'clock tonight. Uh, the winner of that Kemper West Monona game gets uh, more than likely Cherokee. Uh, Cherokee takes on OABCG in the second game. Cherokee coming in at twenty and six on the 
the season. Uh, OABCIG's 8 and 10 coming in, and I know Cherokee's a, a good ball club. Um, so more than likely, I'm looking at Kemper against Cherokee probably Saturday uh, up at Cherokee. Um, so that'll be the other game coming up on Saturday. And then for the Carroll Tigers, we talked about it. They don't play until Friday night. Uh, they open up down at Harlan uh, in the opening round. We move over now to the softball side of things um, in Class 1A in Region 2 uh, coming up tomorrow night. Uh, Audubon's down at Woodbine. That's going to be a really interesting matchup. Woodbine's the number one seed in that uh, region, uh, that part of the district. But I think Audubon in the conference they play, and as good as that team is, got the ability to go in there and get a win. Um, Coon Rabbits Baird in the bottom part of that. They get Booyer Valley. Booyer Valley able to edge uh, Glidden Ralston 6-5 uh, to five in eight innings the other night over at Glidden. Coons beat uh, Booyer Valley twice already this year, uh, but Booyer Valley does have a young lady that's pitching for them that's going on to Morningside to throw. Um, so um, I know Coon Rapids a little bit nervous and concerned mm -hmm. trying to beat the same team three times uh, in one season. So if Coon and Audubon both win, they would play each other over in Woodbine uh, coming up on uh, Friday night. Um, so we and could I would have... hope they would move that game. <laughs> yes, me too. Uh, me too, but they're anticipating Woodbine being the the, the yeah. top seed, that's the reason that game was scheduled there. But yeah, if Coon and Audubon end up playing uh, against each other, um, hopefully uh, one of those two teams uh, would be able to host that. And, and it looks like it would be Coon Rapids because they got the buy and are the number two seed uh, in that uh, district. Also coming up tonight, uh, we are, excuse me, tomorrow night, uh, we've got uh, East Sac County. Uh, and that game's going to be on uh, uh, kick 106.7 tomorrow night. They're over at Maple Valley, Anthonoto, Charter Oak Youth. That'll be a 7 o'clock start tomorrow night. Um, the Raiders coming in 5-12 and 12 on the season. The Rams are 16-12. and 12. Uh, The winner gets probably more than likely West Monona. West Monona at 27-6 and six, uh, is hosting Underwood in the other side of that bracket and the winners there would play on Friday night. Uh, Kemper opens up at home tomorrow night. This is an interesting one only because of name really. Um, Kemper at 21-15. and 15. They, They've had a really nice year. Um, and stuff, um, 21 and 17 after a couple of tough losses to Van Meter and Carlisle over the weekend down at the Carlisle tournament. But they get Earlham, um, Earlham a traditional power mm -hmm. uh, in softball. But they're sitting at 14 and 23 this year. I know they just beat Coon Rapids Baird by the 10 run rule here a week ago, so they might be starting to come on, uh, kind of a young team. But uh, for Kemper, going to have to show up and play well probably to be able to get through that game. A win for them, and they go on the road Friday night. Uh, more than likely, they. Get West Central Valley, who would be the host school. West Central Valley at 26 and 8 um, plays a, on Wednesday night against the Central Decatur, who comes in at 12 and 15. So, wow. That's a lot to digest right there. <laughs> I know it is. It probably gets a little confusing. And then the Carroll Tigers will play Thursday night. Uh, they host at Storm Lake. Both teams sitting under 500. But I really like what Carroll has done outside of the Raccoon River Conference. And they got picked up a couple of wins against Boone in the conference late in the season. Uh, playing so much better. I like their route at least into the sub-state or the regional final. Um, if they win on Thursday, they go to Humboldt uh, and stuff. Uh, coming up uh, on a Saturday night and, and Humboldt right now sitting at 14 and 13. Mm -hmm. um, so just above 500. I, I would like Carol's chances 
um, to go up there and knock off Humboldt. Um, and then to say, not to say they can't win the regional final, but they have ADM, um, probably the team waiting for them in that regional final, and they've fallen to them twice already this year. Yeah. but So really, I mean, a lot of things are going to be decided between now and Saturday. Yes. That's the bulk of it, because the state tournament runs the 18th through the 22nd. Is that yes, correct? Yes, for both of them. So we would have potentially games Monday and Tuesday again of next week, and then everything is done by Tuesday until the 18th. So all the playoffs to get to state are done by the 12th, unless we have a bunch of weather that, mm-hmm. that they have to move things back. Yeah, really, the sports department here is really hoping for good weather coming up. because <laughs> and, this, and tonight's probably one of the last nights of the doubleheaders at some of the sites, like yes. the 5 o'clock start yes, times. Yes, the yeah. 5 o'clock starts times. Tonight will be the last night of that. And like I said, unfortunate for Kemper, they get stuck with one of those 5 o'clock starts tonight. So That's going to be interesting. Let's talk about that Kemper, uh, potential Kemper-Cherokee matchup. I mean, you don't want to overlook anybody, no. but that's, that's kind of what everybody's thinking in that area. And, I, I and think how do you so. think they match up together? Um, don't know a ton about Cherokee. I, I know that uh, Cherokee played Ridgeview and Spencer, a couple of teams that was on. Uh, you know, Kemper played both of them in their tournament here, beat Ridgeview, uh, lost to Spencer, had a chance to win that game. I know Cherokee is 2-0 and against Spencer this year. Um, so, uh, And Cherokee traditionally is, is a strong baseball program. Um, but, you know, I've sat here all year and said this Kemper team, when they play right, um, and stuff has the ability to, to be able to get mm-hmm. to the state tournament. Now, they're going to have a tough, if they would get to that sub-state final, they're looking at either Underwood, probably more than likely Underwood, or maybe uh, Clorinda, I think it is, uh, out of their own conference. And Clorinda swept them here um, on the road here a couple of weeks ago. So um, not going to be an easy route, but they've got the pitching if they if they throw strikes. Um, the, probably the one thing that's hindered them most of the season is, is um, they hit the ball okay, but they don't hit for really much for power. And I'm not talking home run power. Uh, at one point in the season, I think 90% of their hits were singles. Um, so when making contact. Yes. So putting but the ball when, in play. Yeah. But when you're not getting those extra base hits, it's hard to drive in a lot of mm. runs a lot of times. Uh, and, and they've made some base running miscues, which they don't normally do in the past. So um, this team's got the ability when they play right to, to make uh, a lot of noise here in the postseason. But I think when you look at quality of opponents, certainly I think that's an advantage to Kemper. It is. And, and just yes. Nothing against yeah. Cherokee's schedule at all, but they're not playing out of the Hawkeye 10. Right. I, and I think they're in the lakes, so they'd be they'd be seeing some strong competition, but maybe not as strong as what Kemper has faced all year long. All right. Quick uh, rewind All-Star game. You got that coming up. Yes. Uh, Sunday, July the 17th. Again, gates will open that morning at 1130. Home run derby for the girls and then the boys for so the softball girls. And then the baseball boys will both have a home run derby uh, starting at noon. We'll have a home run off between between the winner of the softball one and the winner of the baseball one. Then we'll have an all-star game for the seniors. And we'll also have uh, the award ceremony following that. So if anybody's looking for the list of kids and coaches, um, I posted that to the website at sports.1380kcim.com. Also on the Carroll Broadcasting Sports Network Facebook and Twitter pages uh, Saturday morning. Texted out invites. I've heard from every kid right now but one. Uh, uh-huh. T-shirt order has to be in uh, today, so I'm probably going to be calling that young lady here in a little bit to, <laughs> to see if I can't get that T-shirt order. So All right, so look forward to that uh, Rewind All-Star game. And yes. that is KC. 
KCIM Sports Rewind. Again, check the uh, new sports website, sports.1380kcim.com. Scores, schedules, stats, recaps of everything available for you right there. So if you got questions about the playoffs, that is the place to go. For Rewind, of course, you can hear a podcast or a recap of this. Again, a podcast available here in just a few more moments at 1380kcim.com and the new sports website as well.